0: Section thirty of A History of the Inquisition of Spain, volume four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A History of the Inquisition of Spain, volume four, by Henry Charles Lee. Book eight spheres of action propositions chapter seven part six just as the case of fray luis was ending prosecution was commenced against another salamanca professor of equal or even greater distinction as a man of pure letters no one at the time was the peer of francisco sanchez known as el Rosense, from his birthplace las brosas vainglorious quarrelsome caustic and reckless of speech he made numerous enemies but probably he would have escaped the inquisition had he confined himself to his chair of grammar and rhetoric he delighted however in paradoxes and he held himself so immeasurably superior to the theologians and was so confident in the accuracy of his own varied learning that he could not restrain himself from ridiculing their pretensions from exposing the errors of pious legends and denouncing some of the grosser popular superstitions thus rendering himself liable to inquisitorial animadversion whenever malice or zeal might call the attention of the tribunal to his eccentricities he flattered himself that he did not meddle with articles of faith but he failed to realize how elastic were the boundaries of faith and that in attacking vulgar errors he might be regarded as undermining the foundations of the church scandal was a convenient word which bridged over the line between the profane and the sacred his habitual intemperance of speech was stimulated by a custom in the salamanca lecture-rooms of students handing up questions for the lecturer to answer and it would appear that malicious pleasure was felt in thus provoking him to exhibit his well-known idiosyncrasies it was an occasion of this kind that prompted the first denunciation january seventh fifteen eighty four by juan fernandez a priest attending the lectures others followed and the character of his utterances appears in the propositions submitted to the calificadores that christ was not circumcised by saint simeon but by his mother the virgin that there ought to be no images and but for apparent imitation of the heretics they would have been abolished that those were fools who at the procession of corpus christi knelt in the streets to adore the images for only christ and his cross were to be adored only saints in heaven were to be adored and not images which were but wood and plaster christ was not born in a stable but in a house where the virgin was staying that the eleven thousand virgins were only eleven doubts whether the three kings were kings as scripture speaks only of magi that the magian kings did not come at christ's birth but two years after and found him playing with a ball that theologians know nothing that many dominicans thought the faith was based on st thomas aquinas this was not so and he did not care a blank for st thomas when asked why st lucia was painted without eyes he said that she had not torn them out but she was reckoned the patron saint of eyes from her name lucia a luceri that these free-spoken propositions should be duly characterized by the calificadores as heretical rash erroneous insulting and so forth was a matter of course and on may eighteenth the consulta de fe voted for imprisonment in the secret prison with sequestration subject to confirmation by the suprema the latter delayed action until august twenty ninth and then manifested unusual consideration for the eccentricities of sanchez which were doubtless well known he was merely to be summoned before the tribunal to be closely examined and to be severely reprimanded with a warning to give no further occasion for scandal as otherwise he would be treated with all rigour his first audience was held on september twenty fourth there is a refreshing and characteristic frankness in his reply to the customary question whether he knew the cause of his summons he supposed it was because about christmas-time in his lecture-room he was asked why st lucia was painted with her eyes on a dish and why she was patron saint of eyes when he replied that she was not such a fool as to tear out her eyes to give them to others the vulgar believed many things that had no authority save that of painters and it was on account of her name that she was patron saint of eyes then he added some days later he was asked why he talked against what the church holds this angered him and he told them they were great fools who did not know what the church is they must think that sacristans and painters are the church he would be speaking against the church if he spoke against the fathers and councils if they saw eleven thousand virgins painted in a picture they would think that there were eleven thousand but in an ancient calendar there was only undecim emvirginis there were ten martyrs and ursula made the eleventh then some three years ago the circumcision was represented in the cathedral of salamanca where appeared the virgin simeon and the child jesus he said to many of those present that it was a pity such impertinences were permitted in salamanca that the virgin did not go to the temple until the forty days were expired and no priest was required for the circumcision for it is rather believed that the virgin performed it in her own house he mentioned various other criticisms which he had made on pictures such as the last supper where christ and the apostles should be represented on triclinia and the sacrifice of abraham where isaac should be a man of twenty-five for this all he was called in salamanca a rash and audacious man and he supposed this was the cause of his summons if there was more let him know it and he would obey the church if in what he had said he had caused scandal he was ready to retract and to submit to the church this fearless frankness was preserved in the examination that followed on the charges not explained in his avowal when asked whether he knew these things to be heretical and if his intention was to oppose the church he replied that in the form of the charges he held them to be heretical but he had uttered them only in the way he stated with the intention of a good christian and for the instruction of others but if he had erred he begged mercy with penance and was ready to make whatever amends were required his confessions were duly submitted to calificadores who reported reasonably enough that he denied some explained others and left others as they were but that as a whole he deserved to be reprimanded and punished because he exceeded his functions without discretion and if not restrained he would come to utter manifold errors and heresies under ordinary routine his punishment would have been exemplary but the tribunal was controlled by the instructions of the suprema and on september twenty eighth he was duly reprimanded and warned to abstain in future from such utterances for they would be visited with rigorous punishment he promised to do this and was dismissed with any one else this narrow escape which shows the strong disinclination to deal harshly with him would have ensured lasting caution and even on sanchez it seems to have imposed restraint for some years the impression however wore away and the irrepressible desire to manifest his contempt for theology and theologians and to display the superior accuracy of his wide learning gradually overcame prudence in fifteen eighty eight he printed a little volume entitled de eroribus non porphyrii et alliorum which when subsequently examined by calificadores was said to prove that the author was insolent audacious and bitter as were all grammarians and erasmists that if its conclusions were true we might burn all the theology and philosophy taught by the schoolmen from the master of sentences to cayetano and by all the universities from salamanca to bologna another of his works bore the expressive title of paradoxes de Theologia, which went to two editions and was censured as requiring expurgation theology seems to have had for him the fatal fascination of the candle for the moth and with his temperament he could not touch it without involving himself in trouble he gradually resumed his free speech and repeated his old assertions which he had promised to suppress and to these he added new ones such as approving the remark of a canon of salamanca that he who spoke ill of erasmus was a frail or an ass adding that if there were no frails in the world none of the works of erasmus would have been forbidden from fifteen ninety three to fifteen ninety five dr rosales the commissioner at salamanca repeatedly forwarded to the valladolid tribunal reports and evidence as to his relapse in these evil ways and urged that he should be summoned and corrected and told not to meddle with theology but to confine himself to his grammar for he knew nothing else the tribunal had these various charges submitted to calificadores who duly characterized them in fitting terms but it took no action until may eighteenth fifteen ninety six when it commissioned rosales to put in shape the informations against sanchez rosales was replaced by francisco gasca de salazar who was instructed september seventeenth to finish the matter without delay he returned the papers as completed september twenty ninth adding that sanchez was so frank that he said these things publicly as a man unconscious of error and if examined would tell the truth and give his reasons he did not seem to err with pertinacity but like the grammarians who usually deal in paradoxes for which reason gasca said that he had taken no notice of them probably some restraint exercised by the suprema explains why after these preparations four years were allowed to pass without action if so this restraint was suddenly removed for there is no evidence that any fresh imprudences on the part of sanchez stimulated the tribunal when september twenty five sixteen hundred it took a vote that in view of the previous warning and continued repetition of the same propositions and additional ones and especially of the de Aeroribus Porphyrii and other books suspect in doctrine he should be summoned to the tribunal and a house be assigned to him as a prison while all his books and papers should be seized the suprema confirmed this on october twentieth the summons was issued and on november twentieth the books and papers were forwarded on november tenth sanchez appeared before the tribunal and with kindly consideration the house of his son dr Lorenzo sanchez a physician residing in valladolid was assigned as his prison three audiences were held on november thirteenth sixteenth and twenty second in which he said that if he had uttered or done anything contrary to the faith he was ready to confess it and reduce himself to the unity of the church as the charges were not as yet made known to him he tried to explain various matters which were not contained in them such as denying free will as holding the opinion that magdalen was not the sister of lazarus and that judas did not hang himself no more audiences were held the next document is a petition dated november thirtieth in which sanchez set forth that he was mortally sick and given over by the physicians that he had through life been a good christian believing all that the holy roman church believes and now at the hour of death he protested that he died in and for that belief if having laboured for sixty years in teaching at salamanca and elsewhere he had said or was accused of saying anything against the holy catholic faith which he denied if yet by error of the tongue it was so he repented and begged of the inquisition pardon and penance in the name of god when taking pen in hand he had always recommended himself to god and if in his manuscripts there should be found anything ill-sounding he desired it stricken out and if there were useful things he asked the inquisition to permit their printing as he left no other property to his children and also that his enemies and rivals might be confounded finally as he was imprisoned by order of the inquisition he supplicated that he might have honorable burial suitable to his position and that the university of salamanca be ordered to render him the customary honors thus closed in sorrow and humiliation the career of one of the most illustrious men of letters that spain has produced under the existing system the inquisition could do no otherwise than it had done and its treatment of him had been of unexampled forbearance that forbearance however seems to have ceased with his death the records are imperfect and we have no knowledge of the course of his trial which as usual was prosecuted to the end but the outcome apparently was unfavourable on december eleventh the calificadores who examined his papers made an unexpectedly moderate report there was a certain amount of minute and captious verbal criticism but the summing up was that he seemed somewhat free in his expositions of scripture attaching himself too much to human learning and departing too readily from received opinions but he was easily excusable as these were private studies and mostly unfinished so that his final opinions could not be assumed notwithstanding this his dying requests were not granted the interment was private and without funeral honors as regards the university of salamanca dr lorenzo sanchez reported on december twenty second that his father had many enemies there that there was much excitement and scandal and it was proposed not to render him the customary honors to the great injury of his children's honor wherefore he petitioned for orders to pay the honors and also the salary for the time of his detention to this supplication no attention was paid and the same indifference was shown when long afterwards on june twenty five sixteen twenty four another son juan sanchez a canon of salamanca represented that malicious persons asserted that his father had died in the secret prison wherefore he petitioned for a certificate that his father had not been imprisoned in either the secret or public prison and that no sentence had been rendered against him the influence of all this on the fortunes of his descendants can readily be estimated as for the manuscripts which had occupied the dying man's thoughts the final judgment passed upon them left little to be delivered to the children End of section 30.